Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's me, that pile of stuff you keep telling yourself that you're going to go through, but instead of going through it, you just keep contributing to it and making it bigger. I know that it is easier just to add to me than it is to actually go through me, but here's an idea to motivate you to actually sit down and go through me. How about in the background you pop on an episode of this podcast? Before we continue my first ever journey through the Harry Potter series, just a few quick announcements. First, as you can tell from the title, this is a live show. This was recorded in Los Angeles in February of this year, which was actually, fun fact, 12 years ago. Don't worry if you know nothing about The Bachelor, the TV show Brandon and Lauren. My guests also knew absolutely nothing about it, so the show is very much geared in an explain it like I'm five way, so you will be completely kept in the loop and caught up to speed even if you have zero Bachelor experience. Second, I have more information about the Potterless Relisten, which we will be calling hashtag Potterless Rewind. To celebrate four years of Potterless, which is coming out this week, we will be doing a re-listen of all the book episodes of Potterless. And the plan is that on social media, we will be posting about these on Sundays with the hashtag, hashtag Potterless Rewind. We'll have a calendar set up that we will share on social media, but basically each week there will be a set number of episodes to talk about on that upcoming Sunday. It's like a book club for the podcast. So the first week will kick off on Monday, October 19th, meaning that on Sunday, October 24th, we will be talking about the first seven episodes of Potterless. So episodes zero through seven, on Sunday, if you want to post about them on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter with the hashtag Potterless Rewind, we can all have a big, fun book club session about how little I knew about the series and how I was so wrong in saying things like I didn't like Hermione. So that'll be a fun time and we're going to kick that off Monday, October 19th. And speaking of exciting things, something that excites me is the new group of patrons that we have at our team over at patreon.com slash Potterless. So shout out to Cara Galloway, Renate Witt, Daniel Elizabeth, Charlie the Moth, Aim Sue, Hattie J, Essentially Haley, and Tim Heller. And shout out to Bardod, who upgraded their pledge. And of course, we have to give love to our existing producer-level patrons. Vicky, Christine, Aaron, Clau, Marchismo, Samantha, Juan, Rosemary, Maria, Lisa, Romina, Audra, Elnor, Nikita, Rachel, Zachary, Alex, John, Noel, Claire, Rory, Veronica, Lada, Noah, Tracy, Colleen, Jennifer, Justin, Jacob, Maya, Mark, Polly, Z, Nina Hardlin, Noelia, Nikki, Kine, Amanda, Kafir, Sarah, Marta, Maya, Flor, Georgia, Skyla, Adele, Professor, Threat, Ellie, Michael, Kelly, Kerry, Connie, Jen, Nedry, Will, Marcos, Marik, Ashton, Brittany, Phelan, The Meadows Family, Ginny, Heather, Kevin, Laurie, Jarl, Pita, Janin, Callahan, Leah, Melissa, Bella, Melanie, Becca, Reese, Adam, Joseph, Lily's mom, Madison, Tonk, Sabrina, Sophia, Farzan, Melanie, Matt, Okamahime, Boney Pony, Kelsey, Rike, Taylor, Megan, Riley, Laurel, Rossan, Erica, Miranda, Landon, Kendra, Natanya, Yogan, Darcy, Sandra, Craig, Lior, Demi, Michelle, Callista, Jennifer, Henrique, Jeremy, Delkis, Katrina, Jerica, Casey, Megan, Sat. Jack, Sophia, Dane, Kirsty, Robin, Chick, Mermaid, Daddykins, Alaria, Lori, Gregory, Stan, Kaka, Nina, Ribbon, Brittany, Ashley, Ravenclaw, Gavin, Jack, Serenity, Emily, Haley, Sabrina, Sean, Jenna, Laura, Mazeltov, Eileen, Annette, Kirsten, Hufflepuff, Brett, Hunter, Mary, Steamed Nuggets, and Can't I Potter? Who never mess up cooking stuff on their stove to where it gets way too smoky, meaning that everything in their house smells like hamburgers. If you want to be like one of these amazing patrons and get access to director's commentary, my notes, bonus episodes, exclusive merchandise, and more, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Potterless. But without further ado, let's get into this special live episode of Potterless, The Wizarding World Bachelor Live with Brandon Grugel and Lauren Shippen. Oh, what's good, Los Angeles? Oh my gosh. Wow, it is so exciting. 
exciting to be here live in Ross. So, my name is Mike Schubert. I am very excited because we're going to be doing something incredibly special for this live show here in Los Angeles. It's something that used to be near and dear to my heart, but is no longer because the show is garbage. <laughs> but it's still fun to make fun of. So today, we will be performing Wizarding World, The Bachelor. You might be wondering who this tiny little drawing is of. Uh, it is of our bachelor who has had no true representation in the film franchise, and that's Charlie Weasley. <laughs> so, what we will be doing is going through uh, a season of The Bachelor modeled after Ben H's season, which is the last good season of The Bachelor. <laughs> and we'll just be going through and deciding who ultimately is the perfect love interest for Charlie. Now, I can't do this on my own, I need some help to make sure that I'm making fair decisions and, and not just, you know, making Ludo Bagman win everything. <laughs> so, uh, I've enlisted the help because it is Valentine's Day. Thanks everyone for being my collective Valentine. <laughs> and our collective Valentine, but I brought out a couple that is near and dear to my heart and in the podcasting world as well. And that's Lauren Shippen and Brandon Google. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? We did not agree on this. Uh, <laughs> not run this by me. I am looking forward to showing off my encyclopedia knowledge of The Bachelorette. Right. How many, <laughs> how many episodes total have you both watched of the franchise? Zero. I've watched the one scene where they go to the island where there's some pigs and a bunch of clear water. And <laughs> yeah, you know. You know what I'm talking about. Yes. Okay, great. That's all we need. Um, what we have is a bunch of contestants. For that. So that's Charlie Nardwell. <laughs> now, as you can see on this violently purple background uh, behind us, we have the contestants. So for those listening at home, since it's a podcast, uh, I will be going through who they are. So we've got Professor McGonagall, Professor Umbridge. Oh, and let me clarify. These are all of the people that were not canonically in a relationship in the book. So people like Hermione, Argon, Luna, etc. So these are just the single ladies of the world. <laughs> So we got McGonagall, Umbridge, Trelawney, Bellatrix, Cho Chang, Rita Skeeter, Winky, Madame Pomfrey, <laughs> Lavender Brown, what? Padma Patil, because Parvati gets with Dean Thomas, Moaning Myrtle, uh, Katie Bell, Professor Sprout, um, who's the snake lady? Uh, uh, Bethilda Bagshot. <laughs> Anne Marge, the fat lady, Pansy Parkinson, uh, Madame Hooch, uh, that's Marietta Edgecombe. There's also no like representation of her, so we had to go with the drawing. Professor uh, Madame Pince, the librarian, Romilda Vane, and Septima Vector, the arithmetic teacher. You know, Septima Vector. Yes. The very popular. <laughs> I know what you're all thinking. Mike, this is modeled after Ben H's season. There were 30 contestants at the beginning, and there's not 30 people shown on screen. That is true. So, we have more contestants, but what we had to do, thanks to the suggestion of Lauren, is that we had to include more people, because here's a fun fact about J.K. Rowling. Uh, not particularly good at writing women characters in her series. Uh, the way that I was doing this was by number of mentions. That's for Quiz, which I often reference. And when you get down to it, like, once we got past Septim of Vector, it was like, <laughs> Mrs. Fig, the lady who ran the orphanage. Like, <laughs> there Rowena was, Ravenclaw, like... There was a plant that looked like a woman. Yeah. 
it was incredibly slim pickings. So what Lauren suggested, which is good, is that we don't know anything about Charlie. We, we don't really know what, don't. We don't know what Charlie's preferences are. So we've added nine boys. <laughs> Truly the creepiest rendering of Ludo Baggins. It's the only canonical thing of him. So it's it's actually eight boys. Sorry, it was I had nine, but then Dean Thomas was taken by Harvard. So I had to delete him and put in Septima Vector. So we have eight boys. Those are Draco, um, Gilderoy Lockhart, Lee Jordan, Seamus, Peeves, Flitwick, Ludo Bagman. That is the picture of him from the PlayStation 2 slash GameCube <laughs> video game of Quidditch. The only time besides the illustrated drawing he's been depicted, and the illustrated drawing one is terrifying, so I didn't put it. And <laughs> it's then, worse than that. <laughs> it's bad. It's really bad. And Xenophilius Lovegood. What was my criteria for picking these eight? It was the eight that I was like, yeah, they might swing. <laughs> Very official. <laughs> For that. So we've okay. got 28 humans and two others. Yeah. Okay. So what we what we do so this is not weird and creepy is we're saying everyone is a consenting adult mm-hmm. and we're not worried about like Drake. I, I did not consent. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I was not worried. <laughs> so we'll be going through. And Misha, you can now go into edit mode since we will be slowly removing them. Uh, so what we're going to do, as The Bachelor does, and if you've never seen The Bachelor, don't worry, because they haven't. So I have to explain <laughs> to them. So we will be going through, so don't worry. You're not going to be like, oh, man, I don't know. But the reason I'm in the suit is so that I can be Chris Harrison, who I've always wanted to be my entire life. I did for... The he's the host. Yeah, I did for a little bit think that that was to catch a predator guy. Yeah, no. <laughs> not, not Chris not Harrison? Him. No, no, no. Okay. Chris Harrison, like, started on HGTV. Yeah. Um, and, and then, then did to catch a predator. Then, no. And then The Bachelor. <laughs> did The Bachelorette and who comes to be... Uh, who wants to be a millionaire? It's Chris... Oh. Who's the... Who's the... To ca- Chris Harrison. Chris Harrison. That is very okay. close. Yeah. That is very close. So... The first date, what always happens in The Bachelor is that they just get in this big house in Los Angeles and they're in a big mansion. They just have a big party, a bunch of people get drunk, and then eight people go home because they're just not interesting enough. So, what I have lined out. (laughs) Who decides this? The Bachelor. Based on what? Whatever he wants. (laughs) Whatever he wants. The cruel world. I'm already having anxiety about this. (laughs) So, by the end of this discussion, we're going to have to delete eight people from here. From existence. Just from the show. (laughs) They will go to their homes and be totally fine and hope that they can scrap together an Instagram influencer career because that's Mm. all you do of why you go on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. Is there a trapdoor that they do fall through? This is the the Hogwarts edition, so there could be. Like a moving staircase that takes you away. Ah, I like it. I think that's good. That's good. So on this first date, um, instead of having a giant mansion, I think obviously they will be in Hogwarts Castle. Uh, (laughs) Children's school. (laughs) They're all adults now. It's the summer. They're home. Hogwarts needs some money. They're renting it out. (laughs) To CBS or NBC or whatever (laughs) channel runs this program. So we've got... 30 people going after the love of Charlie Weasley. What kind of stands out to you as people that might perform well, that might perform poorly? So I have a, I have a question about the, the sort of format of how The Bachelor is introduced to all of the contestants. Yes. Like, do they know anything about him? Do they yes. have, like, any insight? They'll know stuff about him. Unfortunately, in the case of Charlie, no one knows anything. <laughs> <laughs> he likes Except dragons. Dragons? Ripped. Good, good family. 
Good at Quidditch. Yeah. That's about all we're going on. <laughs> but usually they'll start with some one-on-one. The people will walk into the mansion one by one. He'll meet them all. Then it's a big cocktail party. They go in, in and out, have conversations. There's some kind of bachelor where it's, can I steal you for a minute? Um, oh. This is when one of the, the bachelorettes who were, these 30 people will be referring to them as the bachelorettes. This is where the bachelorettes would walk up to Charlie and be like, can I steal you for a minute? <laughs> and then they would walk over into a side room and they would just be like, this is crazy, right? They'd be like, it's so crazy. <laughs> we're on The Bachelor. It's so weird. I'm so excited to start my journey. And it's just that. I feel like I'm watching it. <laughs> I hate to admit how like accurate of a representation of the show it is because that's like all it is. So what do you think? I mean, I think right away, like Peeves might just be pulling pranks the whole time yeah. and not actually like going after Charlie's love. Could yeah, be. but also that's very fun. <laughs> yeah, and it could be hard to get, so Charlie might like it. I do like mustache here. Flitwick. Flitwick. <laughs> no, I like the mustache. Okay. <laughs> well, here's here's the thing. So so Charlie is a Weasley, which is a notorious like pure blood family that right. aligns with Muggles. And right. So I feel like. The Dracos and the oh, Umbridges of the just world might be out right would be away. like, I don't know, trying to convert him to their wizard uh, Nazism. I don't know. Okay. Is Draco, like, I feel like there would be like an instant conflict. Yeah, yeah. Is, did Draco show up on a motorcycle with leather jacket? Is the bad boy of this group? Is that what's happening? Oh, there always is a bad boy in the show. Definitely. So I, I can see us keeping Draco, but mm -hmm. getting rid of Umbridge, Umbridge for the reason. Right. So what we're going to do when we remove people is that I'm going to turn into Vanna White. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of fan of life <laughs> Huge props to Misha Stanton for making me let, let this bit exist. <laughs> Be as obnoxious as possible. So one down, something to go. We got Rick Bumbridge. One thing that I would like to initially postulate is that uh, Hooch and Sprout are definitely dating. Like, <laughs> I can see the two of them just hooking up the first night and leaving. But also, <laughs> well, is that the end of The Bachelor? Is that the like, correct answer to the television show? <laughs> Did we solve it? <laughs> But also, Hooch is the like Quidditch referee, right? And Charlie's right. a very good Quidditch player, okay. so maybe there's a love connection there. Okay, all right, okay, okay. We okay. can keep around. But yeah, we need to remove okay. seven. And, like, and Martha's uh, a muggle, right? So she's sure. freaked the hell I, out. But is she the diversity factor? <laughs> Which is very important in the show, because in the show, they're always like, hey, man, I know you're not interested, but you got to keep at least, like, not all white people. Please. We've been, we've done 30 seasons and have had one person that isn't white as the host. Please. So she could be the muggle she could be diversity. The muggle diversity. Uh, you were getting ready to hack someone. Who? Uh, I've forgotten everything about Harry Potter. Please forgive me. Um, Moaning Myrtle. Moaning Myrtle, thank you. Great name when you meet her for a bachelorette tournament. Sure. Bachelor sure. Tournament. Mm -hmm. When you walk mm -hmm. up, she's a ghost and a child. Okay. So cool. <laughs> Good enough for me. So. Uh, Winky is still a, a house elf. Don't you touch Winky. <laughs> I'm just saying. Look at that photo. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, Mike has picked the saddest fan art of Winky's I for, I tried to get everyone's sassiest possible photo. <laughs> and then Winky, there are only sad depictions. Okay, what <laughs> Bethelda Backshot are we dealing with? Is it Bethelda oh, Backshot yes. inside the snake? Snake pretending okay. to be a human. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Definitely. No, keep the snake. <laughs> what? No, get rid of the snake. Giant snake bad. This could be like, there's always one person that shows up in The Bachelor like wearing a costume or something. And oh, there's just like some intrigue. It's like, he's dressed as Santa Claus. I'm just so confused. And then they eat so, you. Yeah. <laughs> so she gets it around the first one. And then right away, Charlie's like, I think it might be a snake inside of a human's body. <laughs> but I'm intrigued. He loves animals. He yes, loves he animals. He's into reptiles. Okay. Well, we need to destroy some people. I think Fat Lady is a painting. Probably not yeah, really probably not well a, uh, fit. Yeah. Difficult to date to yeah. yeah. So we're yeah. going to get rid of the Fat Lady. Um, let's see. Uh, I just don't like snitches, so I just want to get rid of Maria Edge come right over. Yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna stand. But yeah, we need. We've, we've killed four. Char- get you know, four. Charlie's a, a bit of a jock. Maybe he doesn't like math. I feel okay. like Seven yeah, Vector. Vector's out. Yeah. We'll, one day we'll learn about I'm stereotyping see. Charlie. <laughs> As a jock. Very good hat, though. Great hat. Very is that, is that a math hat? hat? It has to be. <laughs> it's a perfect it's a vector cone. hat. Yeah. <laughs> Um, How many is that now? That has been five. We need three more that need to go. Mike. Yes. I'm sorry. That's all right. Can you date a Lego? (laughs) 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 It's okay. This is how we get back at Ludo Beckman. He gets in the first round of all these live show game shows. Thank you. So two more. Are we not getting rid of snake in a human body? I I want to keep referring to. (laughs) We do. Okay. Right. Gilroy Lockhart doesn't remember where he is or what he's doing. That's true. Yeah, right. we get yeah he, can, he can't really consent if he's got memory issues. Sure, yeah. yeah. He's not, yeah, Gilroy, you're out of here. Goodbye. All right, and then just one more. One McGonagall more. is too good for Charlie. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> you want to get rid of the best option? I don't want to get rid of McGonagall. I'm just saying okay. she is too good for Charlie. That I just can, want that stated. Eventually that could happen, <laughs> but I would feel too bad getting rid of her. Uh, you know what? I don't. I don't think. No, because bad girl Pansy Parkinson would be. Uh, Katie Bell is screaming she, in such horror but in that photo. Quidditch and Gryffindor connection. Here's what I'm going to get That's rid true. of. I'm going to get rid of Romilda Vane since she tried to roofie Harry Potter. That's true. Yep. <laughs> Not big on lack of consent. Yes. Yep. <laughs> Romilda Vane and week one of the Bachelor Woo! Wizarding Edition was complete. All right. Wait. When did the roofie happen in the children's book? With the love potion that she puts inside of the oh, cauldron Jesus. cakes. Yeah. Cool, 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 yep, cool. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. Then Ron doing eats great. And nearly dies. <laughs> great. Yeah, yeah super mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. So now we go to week two where they actually have real dates. So now they are getting outside of the house. And what we'll have is a, a group date and then a one-on-one. So for a group date, most people go on it. There's a couple that are left home. Usually there is some sort of rhyming note written to the house where everyone is staying. Um, so for this first one, like a riddle they have to solve or something? No, no, no. It's just like, it, it talks about the date very vaguely, but then it like uh, rhymes or is some sort of pun. This and is, then they have to try to like guess what it is, but the pun is usually so obvious that it's like, I'm water falling for you. And they're like, are we going to go hike to a waterfall? <laughs> <laughs> and then they do. This thing was already my worst nightmare, like a group date with eight people or 16 people or the hell it is. Yeah. And then you add limericks to it. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> so for date two, they usually do it Pretty normal, something too extravagant. So what I've lined out here is that they will go to Diagon Alley. The date card, uh, I, I will, let's see what it would say. Um, it's, it's not written down. It's not written down. <laughs> <laughs> Hello everyone, it's me, Editing Mike. I'm here to explain the visual joke that everyone laughed at because you were not at the show, so you don't get it. I had a little notebook with me on stage just to take notes about particular things in the show, but it was a blank notebook, so when I was coming up with this description, I proved to the audience that the notebook was blank by showing it to them. I will say I took this page out of Bo Burnham's book, I saw him do this live and I thought it was fantastic, so I wanted to pay homage to that to prove, in a fun way, I'm improvising this. Anyway, back to the podcast. The date card would be something like, 
my feelings for you might be a little straightforward, but let's try seeing them diagonally. <laughs> the show like canceled. <laughs> so they go to diagonally. Now, there are going to be four people that go home at the end of this week, and we also need... Uh, it's a week-long date. It's, well, <laughs> the end of the week of the show, et cetera, et cetera. We need six people that just don't go on the date. But like, stay... They just the... stay at the house, okay. and then maybe some drama happens. So we just need, like, six people that just, like, don't go. Okay, well, Peeves doesn't go anywhere. Cool. So. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So Peeves stays. To make it easy, let's say these six here don't go. Okay. So Peeves, Flowig, Xenophilius, this area, they're not going. Great. So we have Peeves, Flowig, Xenophilius, Madam Pence, Madam Hooch, and Pansy staying home. Everyone else is at Diagon Alley. What kind of shenanigans do you think these cast of characters that are left... Winky into Winky then, cries. Okay. Yeah. okay. Winky immediately starts drinking and crying. Mm-hmm. They okay. go to the hog's head or something. Sure. I think Bellatrix would probably try to lure Charlie into Nocturne Alley and yeah. like show her the dark side of life. Mm-hmm. You know? Can I steal you for a minute into this creepy into alleyway? The, yeah, where exactly. They sell strange things. <laughs> makes sense. Makes sense. I could see that going well for them though. I can see him enjoying yeah. like her taking that stance. To I'm sorry, didn't she murder some of her, some of his siblings? <laughs> not, not worrying about details, details. <laughs> yeah, presumably in this timeline, this just... his mom didn't murder. Yeah, her. <laughs> this is not yet. Not under yet. the rug, under the rug. <laughs> I can see but yeah, that. I could. I mean, he works with dragons, so he clearly likes danger to a certain degree. Okay. So he might like the Nocturne Alley yeah. side date. Sure, sure. I think Rita Skeeter would probably do that thing, you know, where you like sit in a cafe and you like make up stories about the people around you. Ooh, people right. watching. People, yeah, watching. people watching, yeah, because yeah, she like yeah. has the dirt on everybody. Mm-hmm. She's quick quill writing mean things about like, everyone. That I don't think by. Charlie's into that though. Charlie's okay. like Charlie oh. likes dragons. Is like likes people. Is <laughs> mm-hmm. genuine. Okay. Rita Skeeter's a gossip. All right, that's true. Right. Yeah, she's not down to earth. Mm-hmm. Okay. I could see Madame Pomfrey uh, just talking to him about, like, health stuff. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's not particularly interested in it, though. It's like, great. She's cool. Ne- you're I just nurse. started this new medical podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Have you listened to Dr. Death? <laughs> now, see, if the if the snake inside of Bethilda Bagshot had yeah. the same knowledge that Bethilda Bagshot did, which, who knows, maybe maybe it could. Yeah. Bethilda Bagshot was a historian, so there okay. could be, like, some history of Bow Diagon Alley and the buildings there and the businesses. I could see her wanting to do it, but because it's a snake insider, it's just... <laughs> <laughs> and then Charlie, like, when they do the little cutaway, he's like, I think that woman is a snake. <laughs> I think something is wrong with her. I think Aunt Marge is very confused yes. about everything. Very confused yes. about mm-hmm. the whole situation. Do we think Trelawney will take uh, Charlie off to the side and like tell their future? Ooh, I like it. I see you and me together. I like it. I like yeah. it. Yeah. I also could see Katie Bell not having a good time since, uh, or is that that's at Hogsmeade? That's, that's at Hogsmeade. But still, maybe like like downtown areas but, yeah. are okay. like trauma. Trauma has no boundaries. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, maybe she's like similar vibe, like not not enjoying not, it. Not not digging it. Okay, so yeah, that's a good little recap of week one now. Who do we think doesn't perform well and goes home in this situation? Um, I think with with, Be- with Bellatrix and Draco, Draco just looks like a child. Okay. <laughs> like, oh, so true. that boy yeah. quotient has been filled by Bellatrix. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Draco is not bad enough right. because Bellatrix stole him away, took him nocturnality. Yeah, he's Draco. bad boy light. It's not, yeah. 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 That's bad not boy good. light. Yeah, <laughs> my favorite light beer. So Draco, bad boy light, gosh. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. What? Some, we like the bad there's, boy light. There's really only room for one villain on The Bachelor. Yeah. <laughs> and Bellatrix has taken that crown. And I, also, there's a snake in a woman's yeah, body. Yeah, speaking so. of snake in a woman, I think, I think she's lost her charm. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie's probably figured it out by He's now. He's like, I'm pretty sure there's a snake inside of a woman's body. 
and then too, I think I think as you pointed out, Brandon, I don't think that Reeves yeah. here goes over well. No, I think he doesn't like Asa. Uh, doesn't like the gossip angle of it. No. Does is Marshall here? <laughs> <laughs> I think she survives a little bit longer. She's that I, diversity quotient. I feel like Charlie would like have a nice like couple minutes walking down the street with Madame Pomfrey, and then mm-hmm. be like, I feel like I just want to like stay up on a on a like hang out with my mom. Okay, you know? it's like it would yeah, be like yeah, a, yeah, let's yeah, be family yeah. friends, but like this is not a lot. Okay, sweet. So or is then it Madame Pomfrey a date to them? <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what Molly Weasley's up to? <laughs> I like that you should make me touch it. <laughs> All right, so it's the end of week two. And now we move on to week three, the third date. Now, there's usually a physical challenge of sorts. That's not third week. That's not dirty as hell. It always happens. There's like, they'll play flag football or they'll do an obstacle course or wheelbarrow races or something. Some sort of physical challenge takes place. So what are they going to do? They're going to play Charlie's favorite game, Quidditch. <laughs> So this is Quidditch Week. I love the muddled reaction of everyone. <laughs> I've truly had my effect on this. <laughs> Everyone's favorite. Uh, I hate it so much. Everyone's reminded of the scoring system that makes no sense. So they're going to play Quidditch. Quidditch is seven on seven, so I think we should just divide into half teams. Okay. So everyone is playing except for... What? Yeah, let's have Seamus play and Peeves is just Peevesing. <laughs> so... Those are the Quidditch teams. They're going head to head. Who do you think performs well? Who do you think performs poorly? Who has good chemistry that it makes Charlie feel good? Because what always happens is this with the physical challenges, the winning team then usually gets to go on like a concert of a bad musician that isn't very popular, but NBC doesn't have to pay a lot of money to get them on the show. And then the winning team and The Bachelor, yes. (laughs) Is he making this up? No. (laughs) The winning team and The Bachelor go to this concert. So whoever wins will go to a Weird Sisters concert, <laughs> since there are two bands. It's that or Celestia Warbeck, and she's too top dollar for this That's show. That's true, yeah. yeah. Well, it's interesting, it's like Madame Page versus Katie Bell, right? Like, two very accomplished yeah, yeah, players. Yeah. Right, but then McGonagall, Quidditch legend. True, on one team. true, true. A little old, but still. And then Lee Jordan, known for commentating, probably still all right at playing. Very probably, true. Probably yeah. really good at trash talking. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, yeah, Draymond Green. I feel like Xenophilius Lovegood would be terrible yeah. at Quidditch. <laughs> just, yeah. He'd be, like, worrying about narbles. Exactly. Sports. He'd be, like, flying off somewhere. And Winky, also, I, I could, she, would she would Don't fall? you touch Winky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to just. Just, if her team loses, it doesn't mean she goes home. Yeah, I'm just a little bit worried about her being drunk on a broom. She's small and she is constantly drunk. Often judgmental of me. <laughs> I think be- does Bellatrix just murder people? Yeah, she's not probably- a bad strategy in Quidditch. <laughs> <laughs> the rules are pretty lax about it. <laughs> Marge would be terrible. She's never been on a broom before. No, she but has- no idea. What's but she does have flying experience. <laughs> <laughs> Involuntary flying experience. <laughs> Nonetheless. <laughs> So I think I think team on the left wins. Okay. Yeah. That's who I think wins. So we've got these people on the left here are now at the Weird Sisters concert with Charlie. Who makes a connection with Charlie there? I think this is where McGonagall lets her hair down. Ooh. You know? Okay. Where she like takes off the hat. Takes off lets the hat. The hair down. She takes like, off one bun, so has one left. Yeah. <laughs> And just like rocks out to the Weird Sisters, and it's like, oh, okay. There's another side to okay. this like very straight lace woman. Right. I like that. Yeah. I like that. Is anyone awkward at the concert? I feel like Cho Chang plus music doesn't doesn't necessarily vibe. I don't remember her performance at the Yule Ball in the movie, but... I don't know. She she looks like she's in the metal. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> all right, all right. March. March. Why is March here? <laughs> yeah, I think I think she's, she's probably. Like, she's, <laughs> I think she's overstated her welcome at this point. You know, I think would actually do really well in this whole date, though. I think Lee Jordan hits it off really well. I think they do. That's Griffin true. Jordan. Yeah. Quidditch. Yeah. Trash talk. Trash talk. Yeah. I think that's like a really big connection for them. Yeah. yeah. So I think, I think it goes right. well. All right. Yeah. The date is over now. Four people have to go home. We are very safe yeah. to get rid of Anne March. March. She's very confused. <laughs> so she's at her. Let's see. It's just anyone? Yeah, anyone. It, and winning team, losing team. I think Xenophilius performed really poorly. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Charlie was not amused by the lack of Quidditch acumen there. But who else? Who else? Uh, what, you know, wait. Lavender Brown's here? Yeah. <laughs> What's she doing? Wait, has, she, has she dated Ron in this universe? That might be a little awkward. We literally said nothing about her, and it's been 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She like had lines in the book. Yeah, <laughs> she's gone. I'll be honest, did not know who that was. <laughs> perfect, perfect, perfect. And then only one more needs to go. Wait, wait. Um, whoa! Wow. First off, security. Can we? Yeah. <laughs> Don't touch me. Second, there will be times where we turn to the audience for advice. Wait until we turn to you, because <laughs> um, we will need your help for certain aspects. At what point are Peeves' pranks not funny anymore? Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think that's... they've overstayed their welcome. It was like fun in the first two weeks, but now yeah. we're getting serious. This you is want the there best. to be another layer to yeah. someone, you know? Right. So now here's who we've got left. For the folks listening at home, let's do a recap of who's remaining. So we've got McGonagall, Trelawney, Bellatrix, Cho Chang, Winky, Padma, Katie Bell, Professor Sprout, Pansy Parkinson, Madam Hooch, Madam Pince. Lee Jordan, Seamus Finnegan, and finally Flitwick. And we move on to week four. Now week four is usually at the point they will go to the hometown of The Bachelor. So in this case, rather, or you know, you know what? I think they start in Romania, where he works, oh, where Charlie yeah. works. But then by the end of the day, because they're wizards and they can just take a port key, I think they spend the evening the borough with the Weasley family. Oh, and they get to meet test. the fam. Yeah. So, big but test. they start, they start in Romania. Let's just say there's few enough. Everyone gets. So everyone is here in Romania. And they're hanging out with Charlie and his dragons and stuff. Who does well with dragons? Who does poorly with dragons? I don't know that Trelawney and dragons mix. No, <laughs> I don't think so. I don't, don't know that so. she's nimble on the feet. I feel like she'd be trying to like have a conversation with the dragon about the dragon's future. Yeah. The dragon mm -hmm. would be like, bah, dragon, <laughs> fire. Not sure that that's going well. I think Bellatrix and Lee would both do well for very different reasons. Okay, okay. <laughs> you know? What are the reasons? I think I think Bellatrix would would be like, oh yeah, okay, I can I can like face a dragon and not be afraid, and okay. she would try to like intimidate the dragon, and there would be a little bit of like an alpha off okay. about it. I like how well her bad girl look is going. Yeah, and then <laughs> it's Lee... fun when the villain goes far in The Bachelor. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, you want that conflict, you know? Yeah. And then I think Lee would just like have a good time with it. He'd be like asking yeah. Charlie like questions about the dragons okay. and like, you know, commenting probably about like how they're flying around and the different yeah. types and stuff, you know, pulling in as commentator. I'm here stuff. for Lee Jordan thriving in this competition. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's really working out. Yeah. <laughs> I think Flitwick does well. Dueling champion, if any danger came True. with Flood, he could be quick on a suit with some spells. I think Flitwick has a blast. He's <laughs> 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 just shooting charms everywhere. Yeah. Look at screwing these dragons. Yeah, you know who I don't think does well? Do I don't think? think Pansy Parkinson does particularly. Well. Yeah. Her tough girl exterior kind of starts to crumble. Because you know. of when you're faced with the dragon, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if Draco was bad boy light, Pansy Parkinson is like, oh, I spilled a drop of beer into my glass of water. So <laughs> like, she's the lightest possible. Yeah. So she's like Michelob Ultra. I think she's gone. So I don't think Pansy does well. I think she's out. I think Trelawney at this point probably gone as well. Yeah. And then two more. Is Winky, is Winky still here? If you touch Winky, <laughs> walk off the stage. <laughs> 
What about Padma? What is she? Yeah, yeah Padma. Padma. Oh, we barely said anything. I haven't talked much about Padma. Padma's gone. Does does the librarian do well with dragons? <laughs> Maybe not. Wait, oh, I don't know. Wait. She has a lot of knowledge. Oh, uh, that's true. Also, the library is very dangerous. That's so, <laughs> so true. Okay, she does very well with dragons. What about Joe or, or Katie? Yeah, I think Katie might be scared. <laughs> yeah. But like, she was previously thwarted by a necklace. Yeah. <laughs> dragon of the Lion States. I think Katie Bell is also gone. All right. So we move forward now into week five. Now. At week five, this is usually where there's few enough where they relocate from staying in the house in the bachelor world in Los Angeles, or in our case, staying at Hogwarts house. They go to an exotic location. So what I've done is I've come up with an exotic location that is technically in canon if wizardingworld.com, formerly Pottermore, counts, which who the fuck knows at this point, (laughs) since they just delete stuff. They're like, McGonagall's this old. Oh, fuck, we put her in the second movie. (laughs) No one saw that, right? So I I went to the page where it's like the other Wizarding World schools where they have them across the globe and stuff. But what I have identified is the Japanese Wizarding School, Mohu Toboro. So they're basically going to Japan now. They're having a fun time. I want a whole new series from this school. Yeah, the Brazilian school, which came in second place here, uh, is called Casula Bruxo. (laughs) So they got great names. Way better than Hogwarts. Hogwarts. (laughs) Hogwarts. And then the American one's like Ilvermorny or something. (laughs) And then they're like Native Americans. Am I right? (laughs) Everyone's in Japan at the school. What do you think they're doing while they get into Japan? Okay, I'm going to throw this out here. Yeah. These two... They hook up. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Yep, yep, yep. They hook up. Absolutely. That becomes a thing. Everyone else is, like, upset about it. They try to keep it secret. The producers and, like, the night vision camera saw it go down. It's all in green. about Hooch and Sprout, right? Yes. 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 Hooch and Sprout. I think they hook up, and then I don't even think they get sent home. I think they just leave leave on their own volition. Yeah. So, yeah. Happily ever after. It's a love connection. Hooch and Sprout. (laughs) It's great. So, they're, they're gone. I actually think this is where Madame Pins thrives. In Japan. You know? All yeah. right. Because she's like, I bet she speaks a couple languages. Oh, yeah. She knows a lot of stuff. She I, walks around know. teaching Charlie how to speak Japanese. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. I like it. I like it a lot. What is Herbie doing, Seamus? Yeah, I can't Seamus thrive. I think he did well with dragons, fire, explosions, yeah. Seamus. But yeah, Japan, Seamus. I think Not he's, sure. He's, he's just too, like, he's going to knock into a bunch of things. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. clumsy around. Yeah, so Seamus also got. Now, one more. One more needs to. We're still, we're not touching Winky. If you touch Winky, I will. Okay. <laughs> I will run it. Uh, yeah, Flitwick in Japan. How does it go? He feels like a homebody to me. I don't know, I don't know <laughs> yeah. why. Like, he feels he's, like someone who's like, He's been at the space. school for so long. Yeah. It's comfortable. He's the travel. He's out of his comfort zone. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily vibe well. Okay. So or can I can I also pitch that he gets so into Japan that he stays there forever? <laughs> <laughs> he's like, look, I'm having a great time. Yeah. <laughs> Things are fine. School. I don't yeah. care about love anymore. I want Japan. Yeah, very cool. So off to Japan <laughs> and off of the show. <laughs> so we are now down to our final six. We have Professor McGonagall, Bellatrix, Cho Chang, Winky, Madame Pins, and Lee Jordan. Representing the boys. (laughs) Quite a crew. Quite a crew indeed, Pass Mike. Hello, everyone. It's me, Editing Mike. How's it going? I hope you've been enjoying this episode. Now, we have to take a little bit of an intermission, because it's a live episode. Intermission. Because we need to talk about the sponsors of this episode in a little segment that we like to call Wingardium Adridosa.
Today's episode of Potterless is brought to you by Function of Beauty. Let's say hypothetically that you're me, Mike Schubert, and you're doing a live show for your podcast in Los Angeles, and you really want to make sure that you look good for this live show because you don't get to be seen live a lot. It's usually an audio medium, so when people see you, you want to really show out. What's the most distinguishing feature that people notice about you? Your hair. How do you keep your hair in check? Function of Beauty. Function of Beauty is hair care that is formulated specifically for you. Regardless of your hair type, they create shampoo, conditioner, and treatments to fit your unique needs. And I know you're probably wondering how unique they can make over 54 trillion possible ingredient combinations to make sure that your formula is as unique as you. Kelly and I are both currently using Function of Beauty in our shower. Barbara Schubert, my mother, is using it. We all swear by it. It has been absolutely fantastic. My hair feels great. It smells great. I also have lotion from them. The lotion is great. I feel hydrated and nourished in the skin department. I have body wash from them. It's peach scented. It smells fantastic. I love all of the Function of Beauty things that I have in my life and currently mostly in my shower. Here's how it all works. First, you take a quick but thorough quiz and tell Function of Beauty a little bit about your hair. Then their team determines the right blend of ingredients for your custom formula, and then they deliver that personalized formula directly to your door in a cute customized bottle with your preferred option of fragrance and color, and they even put your name on the bottle. It's adorable. Comes with little stickers and pump bottles so you don't have to pour it into your hand. What's not to love? And what's also great is their formulas are vegan and cruelty-free. They never use sulfates, parabens, or any other harmful ingredients, and they have over 40,000 real five-star reviews and counting. So what are you waiting for? Go to functionofbeauty.com slash Potterless to take your four-part hair profile quiz and save 20% on your first order. That's functionofbeauty.com slash Potterless for 20% off and to let them know that you heard about it from us. That's functionofbeauty.com slash Potterless to save 20% and get an awesome hair situation for your upcoming podcast live show today. And now you'll hear words from a few sponsors who make it feasible for me to be a full-time podcaster. Some of these ads will be read by me, others of them won't. The ones that aren't are inserted locally, so if you live internationally, don't be surprised if you hear an ad in your country's native language. And once those ads are complete, we'll get back to this episode of Potterless. This episode of Potterless is brought to you by Arena Club. Now, if you listen to this podcast, it should be no secret that I am both a sports nerd and more of a traditional nerd. And when you think of these two types of nerddom, there's one thing that links them together, and that is card collecting. Whether you are looking to buy, trade, sell, or display a card collection of sports cards or Pokemon cards, you should check out Arena Club. ArenaClub.com is the place where you can do all of these things. I have recently made a purchase on the marketplace. I got Lieutenant Surge's Raichu, which is my favorite Pokemon, and I didn't even know that there was a Lieutenant Surge version of the Raichu. So that is a card that I now have, and it's not just some digital thing. I can have this card physically mailed to me. So there's a bunch of cool stuff you can do with Arena Club, including their slab packs. If you have ever done any sort of card collecting, you know that ripping packs or repacks can be a zero transparency type of thing where you're just hoping you get some sort of cool card. But what's nice about the slab packs with Arena Club is that you have full transparency. You see what available cards are there, what your percentage of getting them is, what the gradings are, so it is not a complete black box. You're going into this knowing what cards you might get. And I've been using Arena Club, and it's pretty cool. It's very easy for me to look up different cards. I can favorite them, see what I want, and then whenever I want them shipped to me, I can get them shipped to me, and then I'll have the physical versions of them. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash Potterless. Wow, that is a wild offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack is 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash Potterless for 10% off your first purchase. So if you want to collect some cards or rip open some packs in a more transparent way, whether you're a sports nerd or a Pokemon nerd or all sorts of nerds like me, you can use Arena Club today. Seeking the truth never gets old. 
Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook games. What I have prepared here, we have not gotten into this yet, but this here is the producer bag of spice. <laughs> what happens on The Bachelor is that they always need to conjure up some sort of drama to make things happen that will make some sort of explosion that sends people home or makes people mad at each other, et cetera, et cetera. This sounds like a great show. <laughs> it once was. <laughs> so I'm just, I have all of the cliche list of things that often happen on The Bachelor. Eric Silver, help me put this list together. My friend oh, no. Chris Chan, help me put oh, this no. together. Uh, Kelly, help me put this together. So there are lots of things that like always traditionally happen here. So I'm going to pull out the spice and then I'm going to see what it is and who it probably makes the most sense to happen to. <laughs> no, no. I hate to touch Winky, but... Oh, no. Mike. Mike. So Winky overslept <laughs> and, missed, and missed the date where they all went out into Japan. And that just doesn't bode well for her true dedication to the cause. She went over sleep. No, but Charlie, So much drinking. So much Y'all, but like... <laughs> who do you... Who do you want on a lazy Sunday afternoon? You want Winky who's gonna sleep in with you. Did that work? <laughs> I'm so sorry. Well, this has been fun, y'all. <laughs> Unfortunately, we haven't touched Winky and Winky's house. What's the fucking point anymore? <laughs> who the that fuck cares about any of these people? <laughs> so we have we have five. I'm taking out my goggle next. <laughs> oh! We have five left. And there's something that hasn't happened yet, which is very important, that needs to happen on The Bachelorette, which is where there's two people that usually get into some sort of argument. And the way that they settle how this... <laughs> two people get into this argument. The way that they settle is they do a two-on-one date where those two people go on a date with The Bachelor purely what? just to get the two people that hate oh. each other in the same space. This show sucks. It's, yeah. They fight with each other the whole time, and then one stays and one goes. So before we get to the final four, which is hometowns, we're going to pick two people to go that would have some sort of beef between them, each other, go on a date with Charlie, and then one of them has to leave. So if the people remaining, who has beef? I mean, it's Bellatrix I mean, and someone, right? Bellatrix and McGonagall. Yeah, yeah million percent. Have to be. I'm wondering if anyone else could have beef with Bellatrix so that we make sure they both go to the final four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, Madame Pin's probably not. Yeah. I mean, Jojang was in the in Dumbledore's army. Yeah. So yeah. she technically yeah. was like fighting against the Death Eaters. All right, sweet. So Bellatrix and Cho Chang are feuding. Classic. Classic. Wow, I wonder who's going to make it out of this one. <laughs> Look, if only we had Winky still. <laughs> oh, I really would pay to see a, a, a Winky Bellatrix standoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know. <laughs> one date that could work for this two-on-one that I think is very fun, it's something that Johnny came up when we did this in Phoenix, is that they have a day where they just do tourist stuff and pretend to be muggles. Oh. <laughs> And they wear, like, bad clothes. Get a physical, get an accountant. If you're in Japan, especially if they're in, like, the spring, it could be cherry blossom season. Mm -hmm. So they could Mm -hmm. go out, try to see all the cherry blossoms, go on some scenic hikes, go to some gardens and stuff like that. Yeah. So I think that the two of them try to be normal people with Charlie Weasley in Japan. (laughs) 
<laughs> There's going to be some sort of argument that bubbles up that causes the two of them to freak out and get into a yelling match of swords. I have an idea for it. Okay. One follows Nazi wiz- wizardy hits of Hitler. So. Okay. All right. <laughs> that All might right. be the argument. Yeah. Be the argument. Sure. <laughs> How does the argument unfold? Um, I can't believe that you follow Hitler. <laughs> 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 I can see it. I think it would turn very bombastic very quickly. Beltrix yeah. doesn't seem like someone who's going to like ramp up a debate. You know, right. she's going to go right like, the throat. Oh, we've started. My volume's already at eleven. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It would blow their cover immediately. Right. Charlie would right. probably, being like sensible, would probably mm-hmm. have to like figure it out sure. and try to make sure that they didn't like reveal mm-hmm. themselves to Muggles. Okay. Here's how I think it could go down going by like Bachelor stuff is that this could be to the point where people are like screaming at their televisions mad that this person is still here. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is Bellatrix. If, ever, if uh, anybody saw, I don't know if it was Ben H's season, does it, Corinne from The Bachelorette? Yeah, yeah. She's someone that like made it all the way to the final four and everyone's like, why the fuck is Corinne still here? <laughs> She's so bad. I think that's what Bellatrix happens. So I think yeah. Cho Chang goes home and everyone's like, no. <laughs> Yep. So I think yep. Cho is out of here. Bellatrix is staying. We've gone. The producers are like, Bellatrix is too interesting. We yep. gotta, keep, gotta her. keep her on. But now yep. we're in. I think to- Bellatrix murdered Cho Chang, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens. <laughs> Who's to say? <laughs> so when you get to the final it's four. It's a true crime podcast that comes out. <laughs> <laughs> when you get to the final four, which is McGonagall, Bellatrix, Lee Jordan, and Madame Pince. Madame Pince! How did Dark she survive? <laughs> you go to the hometowns of these contestants, and Charlie mm. goes, meets their family and stuff. So, uh, let's start with Bellatrix. <laughs> Interesting home life, to say the least. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it's going to go well, because they don't like the Weasleys very much. They sure don't. I think there's going to be a lot of arguments right off the bat. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think, I think that's it. That's, all I know. Think, that's the whole thing. I think it's quick. I don't know that it goes particularly well. We might have an easy candidate for who's going home this week, but let's see how the rest of the hometown dates go. McGonagall. She's of who knows what age now. Yeah. Does she have a hometown anymore? I, I know that there is like a thing on the Wizarding World that like said things about her backstory mm-hmm. and like her family life and all of that. I have not read it yet, so I don't know. Do we know where Anne and these people are from? No. <laughs> Should we just say, like, Illinois? <laughs> I do think that, like, Lee Jordan is probably from, like, a really fun part of London. Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. This is probably skewed by Luke Youngbud, who plays him as, like, very, like, bright, bubbly, Londonite guy. Yeah, yeah he's on Doctor Who for sure. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so That would probably be a fun trip with yeah. Lee Jordan. Lee Jordan's hometown, they're going to London, yeah. they're having a great His time. His family's probably great and fun. Yeah, yeah. they yeah. graffiti things. What the fuck do you do in London? I have no idea. <laughs> ride the tube. <laughs> Meet Banksy. <laughs> you ride the tube. <laughs> pay for things with weird money. Drink tea. Complain when Mike Schubert messes things up in the Potter's podcast about the United Kingdom. That's what I've gathered about. You meet them in a cover match. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You wa- drive on the wrong side of the road. Right. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. Et cetera. Uh-huh. You Brexit. Yeah. <laughs> All of the things. We're, we're Americans, y'all. <laughs> it's fine. Look, things are shitty right now. Yeah. If other people go shitty, at least it's like misery loves company, right? <laughs> so London, Lee Jordan, that goes great. Love it. Madam Pince. I mean, you is her hometown a library? <laughs> it could be, but I think she just like takes him to his hometown to like the tiny little like Meg Ryan from You've Got Mail bookstore. Mm. Yes. And yep. then they just like they go around. It's very romantic. Favorite little like yeah. reading nooks. Yeah. Go it's over some pretty nice. It's pretty calm. Yeah. 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 Really nice. Yeah. I think McGonagall and him just have like a night out on the town. I think yeah. they get drunk. Yeah. And they just like because I'm just living in a world. She doesn't really have like a lot of family left. They're just mm-hmm. like kicking it. 
I think they just go out drinking and like yeah, having and, a blast. Right? And then uh, Charlie uh, finally understands that it's a, it's more of a mother vibe than a dating vibe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those are the initial seeds that can be planted. Mm-hmm. So in this week, though, only one goes home. I think we've overstayed the welcome of the Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> I think, think so. Beth, think so. <laughs> I think Bellatrix Strange is gone. So now we move on to the finale. This is not where I saw this going. No, I'm going to put good money yeah, on McGonagall. McGonagall. Sure. I put $1,000 on Lee Jordan. <laughs> Madam Pince, no way. I really <laughs> thought Ludo Bagman was going to be in. No, no, the Lego man? He always, he always loses his first round. He's so bad. The finale, what happens is they go to this exotic location. It's the three of them. It's all these like exotic one-on-one dates and stuff. And then one goes home and then it's the final two. But they stay in the exotic location the whole time. What I've identified as the exotic location is I was trying to think of places that they actually go in the Harry Potter series that is exotic. And I was like, oh, yeah, they do Albania. Where's Albania? Because I don't know geography. (laughs) So I Googled it and it's like on the Mediterranean. It's like basically Greece. (laughs) Apologies to all of my Albanian and Greece listeners, but like it's in the same like area. It's basically basically Greece. I think they go to Albania, a wonderful beach town Mm -hmm. on the coast. They have a great time. They're eating all this great food and stuff. It's just a serious- What's the food in Albania like, Mike? Albanian food? Yeah, the classic Albanian dish. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I assume it's Mediterranean, so it's um, hummus, <laughs> <laughs> olives, <laughs> pita bread. You know, Albanian food. <laughs> Just lost every Albanian listener. <laughs> All twelve of them. <laughs> Be a slight dip in the download. Ah, that's where I lost Albania. <laughs> So it's a series of one-on-one dates. Let's start with Madame Pence. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that this goes particularly well at this point. She doesn't strike me as someone who like loves the sun. Yeah, you know? I, I can see her getting a very bad sunburn. Yeah. I also think Charlie is like we haven't we haven't really delved into Charlie here a lot. Yeah. Mainly because we don't know anything about him. <laughs> he likes dragons. But likes dragons. That's a muscles. personality. I feel like he's like spunky, quirky, Ginny-esque, mm-hmm. Fred and George-esque. Everyone in his family except for Percy-esque. <laughs> I feel like Pince is just a little, like her whole shtick is that she just shushes people when they're having fun. Yeah. I don't know that that works, especially when you go to Albania for fun, mm-hmm. exotic Albanian, all of our favorite Albanian <laughs> monuments that they visit, mm. the Albanian activities that we all know and that love. We all know. When we summer in Albania. Well, I feel like she I feel like she lasted this long because she's like that bachelorette who's like just sort of pretty and interesting enough and like innocuous enough to mm-hmm. sort of fly under the radar. Yeah. And then every time Charlie interacts with her, it's like, oh, this is nice. But in contrast to no. McGonagall and Lee Jordan, it's like night and day, you know? When you take the Nazi away, it's like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. You're kind of boring. <laughs> you were great by comparison, but like. <laughs> she could be a great uh, contender for what happens is usually the person that comes in third or fourth place is like the Bachelorette next season. She could be mm-hmm. in great room oh, for that. Where I would like, love to watch that. Everyone would be like, she's, she was so nice. You want to watch the show? (laughs) A wizarding version of this show? Definitely. (laughs) So I I think at this point, yeah, probably Madame Pins is gone. So she's there. Now, well, we can never go to the library again. (laughs) (laughs) There's a bit of producer spice that I want to interject into the mix because when I did, and this all works canonically, when I did Wizarding World The Bachelor in Phoenix, Charlie Weasley won the heart of Madame Rosemurta. And what usually happens when people win The Bachelor is that they get engaged because the show mandates that you propose to the person that you've known for 
three weeks. Cool. Mike, this is a good it, show. Really, good show. Wait, it actually like mandates I mean, show? I don't think it's ever happened where they don't. And there was one guy, Peter, in Rachel's season who was like, I don't know that I'm ready to propose because I've known you for three weeks. And then she was like, I don't know if Peter's committed to this and sent him home. Yeah. Oh my God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Wild show. So what'll happen is usually the people will get engaged They'll be together for like three months or so, and then they will. They write a cookbook and then they get divorced. Yeah, and you, you know, break it off, but they still have their Instagram careers intact, and they sure. just become you know shills for tummy trimming teas for the rest of their lives. Same. But here's a bit of producer <laughs> spice that I would like to interject. What's this? Madame Rosmerta has come back because I've made a huge mistake, Charlie. Oh no. Oh, no. Because I'm living in the world where Madame Rosmerta broke it off with Charlie Weasley, mm. the fool that she is. <laughs> but she's come back because she realizes that I was trying to find myself, but what I found was you. And I'm so sorry for this. Mm. Do you think Charlie is wooed by this enough to have her be in the final two? Or is he like, Bye. here's the question is Charlie smart? <laughs> <laughs> We don't know. <laughs> I do think that he's not someone to get like hung up on the past, though. He's very okay. much like an of the moment guy, right? Sure. He's like react in this very high stress dragon environment yeah, at yeah. work. Um, so I think he would be like, you know what? I've had such a good time meeting all these like new people that like you're in my rear view, you know? Okay. Like, I think he'd be over it. All right. I like it. It's brutal. <laughs> to, quote, to quote Mike Jones, who was one of the Houston rap artists playing in the uh, pre show playlist. Back then, they didn't want me. Now I'm hot. They all on me. <laughs> I think he says, nah, you're good, Madam Bruce Merton. My yeah. favorite verse is a Charlie Weezy verse in that mm-hmm. song. It's pretty good. It's pretty Unexpected, good. Unexpected, but really great. So we're down to the final two. We're down to McGonagall and Lee Jordan, which is very, very good. Now, the way that I would like to... I wonder who I'm going to vote for. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Winky. <laughs> what we are going to do here for the final two is usually what happens when you get to the final two is the... Uh, the contestants will go up to The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, and do this big, long proposal to them, even though they don't know if they've won or not. So the person who comes in second place still does this, like, big, long, drawn-out proposal. And then sometimes they have to be like, I'm sorry. And it's terrible. Oh, why do people watch this? The drama, baby! (laughs) I've, I've lost hope in the human race. Yeah. This is really upsetting. So what I would like to do here for the final is to determine who ends up winning, is we will have a performance of what Lee Jordan's proposal to Charlie Weasley would be mm-hmm. and what Professor McGonagall's proposal to Charlie Weasley would be. Now, there are three of us here, and there's two people left. Not it. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> I will... Sell me. <laughs> As, because that was done dirty to you, and you're the guest. I will let you choose who would you like to act out the proposal of to Brandon, who will now be playing the role of Charlie Weasley. Yes. <laughs> Please impress me. <laughs> so. Um, I will I will choose Lee Jordan. Okay. You'll yeah. be Lee Jordan, I'll be McGonagall. Would you like to go first or something? No. Okay. <laughs> oh, you're doing the whole thing. I'll oh, I'm going first. <laughs> Do you want to? It's not too late. No, it's okay. Okay. Go ahead. So I'll be playing the role of Professor McGonagall, proposing to you from the music. Um, we're also just living in the 2020 version where they just like get down on one knee and are like, it's the future. So we're going to be good. So yeah, you're Charlie. Oh, Charlie! <laughs> 
<laughs> Apologies in advance, this will become Irish. I can't stop it. <laughs> I've had a good time on the show with you these past three weeks when I've gotten to know you. I'm sorry, my ears are bleeding. <laughs> it's been truly wonderful going to meet your family that I already knew. We got to make fun of Ron behind his back, and it was wonderful. I love going and see you in your place of work where you're most comfortable, around with dragons and fire, but what I've came to realize getting to see you over the past three weeks or so <laughs> is that where you're most comfortable is with me. And where I'm most comfortable is with you. And I know that you deal with, with dragons and fire and you have red hair, all things of fire related, but the brightest fire that I can think is the one that burns in my heart for you. And I know we have the Quidditch connection and catching the snitch is an absurd amount of points. 150 or so, but catching your heart would be worth infinite. So... Charlie Weasley! <laughs> Will you make me the happiest headmistress a girl could be? We find out next week on... I hate that I, I chose not to go first. I, I, I suddenly have a hankering for Lucky Charms. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> I'm not going to do a voice because I feel like that's a fair short Sure, we're good. Mm -hmm. um, Charlie. That's so wonderful. Have <laughs> <laughs> you seen? <laughs> Charlie, it's been some of the best three weeks of my life, but it's been longer than three weeks. We've known each other for a long time, known your family for a long time, and we always have a great time together. You know, I, I, I spend my life saying things to people to entertain them. And this is the hardest thing I've ever had to say. <laughs> but you're the person that I want to commentate life with. <laughs> so Charlie Weasley, oh. will you let me whisper into your ear? <laughs> Find out. Next, next week on... What a wise decision I do where I keep going against you, a writer, <laughs> in things. Oh, we don't even need to do this, but to get audience participation, because I promised it. We're going to do a round of applause for who won. Well, if you're late. I don't know. It's I, tough. That's tough. All right, first okay. up, Winky. <laughs> Thank you. Very good. Okay. If you think McGonagall should win Charlie's Heart, applause. Oh! And if you think Lee Jordan took it. <laughs> officially won Charlie Weezy's heart on Wizarding World, The Bachelor. Give it up for Lauren and Brandon, everybody. <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> Amazing. So, 
we we got a little bit of time left before we go out. Um, afterwards, we'll we'll like do pictures, get merch. I got pens, and we can sign stuff, meet us all, whatever, hang out, etc. But I always like to round these out with a little bit of Q and A before. Mm-hmm. Um, so if anyone has any questions, start thinking of them now. Just raise your hand. This is why I love Wiki. <laughs> <laughs> but I will just say, just like say your name, say what house you're in, and then as powderless rules always mandate, if your house is Slytherin, you must clarify whether or not you're a racist. <laughs> and if you are, I will not field your question. I'm very sorry. <laughs> so, with that being said, does anyone have any questions? It can be about the podcast, Harry Potter, just ask. Yes. I'm Carlin. I'm a Hufflepuff. Hello, Carlin. Who would have Charlie invited to the fantasy suite? <gasps> oh, thank you. What the thank fuck is my fantasy? Oh, baby, strap in. Strap in. If there's a mirror on the ceiling, I quit. <laughs> There's a heart-shaped bed, I quit. So the fantasy suite is uh, the point. I don't want to say this close to you while you say this. <laughs> like, it's not going to be fun. Uh, the fantasy suite is the point in the show where uh, it is understood that the contestants are allowed to book <laughs> The Bachelor. Because the whole time... On they, network television? They don't show it, but it's always like they go to the suite. They have like some sort of like, you know, one of those note cards again with a key. Uh, and then they like go inside and then they like start to do something and then the camera like pans to the window and then there's like fireworks outside. <laughs> oh. Do you want to leave? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> Here what I would say is uh, the even though she didn't make it to the final three, I think Charlie would bring Bellatrix because she a freak. <laughs> He just wanted to like see how that went down and then What's, send her home promptly after for being a Nazi. <laughs> What's the threshold of freaking Nazi? <laughs> I'm very happy to say that I don't know. <laughs> no experience <laughs> in this area. <laughs> Who do you think Charlie would have? I don't know that I want to. <laughs> you don't have to. No, I don't want to think about this. Anymore. Great. Thank you for making sure I didn't forget about the fantasy suite though. I would have been awful if I had let that slip by. Anyone else with a question? Yes, you're in the front row. Allie, Slytherin, not racist. Awesome, thank you, Allie. Um, I'm on the Discord group. Oh, sweet. You never submitted um, a card for the Cards Against Humanity. Oh. So what card would you do? Okay, the black card or the white card? Yeah. Okay. Black card is the one where it's got the blank in it and stuff. Yeah. Okay, I think we should all answer this. It'll be very fun. Is it Harry Potter? What's the just prompt? Yeah, or, or Harry Potter or Potterless? We started. Yeah, <laughs> could do it about anything. Mike. Oh, yeah, yeah for sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, I got it. I got it. Um, in this episode of Potterless, Mike thought blank was blank. <laughs> just infinite possibilities of me making mistakes. He thought. Scotland was in England. He thought Harry was uh, 13 in the Goblet of Fire. <laughs> Possibilities are endless. So that would be my card submitted. I would make a bunch of white cards with just like Mike's pomade, <laughs> Mike's dance moves, Mike's confetti cannons. <laughs> I think I would do a black card and have it be at Mike's wedding, he'll be wearing a shirt with blank print on it. Pretty good. Oh. Pretty good. Spoiler alert for the wedding. It is white with white <laughs> prints. <laughs> because Kelly made sure of it. <laughs> respect, respect. <laughs> Thank you. It's a very good question. Anyone else? Yes, over here in the jacket. Hi, Aaron. Hello. Uh-huh. Not racist. Great. Love to hear it. Uh, and we were brainstorming far the way over. Ooh. And we want to give you a scenario in where you are able to Valentine's Day. Yes. You are able to hire the Choir, okay. Serenade your significant other. Okay. What song do you choose? Ooh, the frog choir. Okay. <laughs> That's a very good question. That's incredible. The frog choir feels like the frogs are the most fun part 
and they do all the bass notes. So I feel like I would want some sort mm-hmm. of song with a lot of like mm-hmm. deep bass in it. He's gonna say something like hip hop. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> what I actually think would be very fun is I think if you do if you do Ain't No Mountain High Enough, where the duet is a human and then a frog singing the Martin A parts, I think that'd be very fun. So it could be like, you know, like, ain't no mountain high. Ain't no mountain <laughs> I think it'd make for a very fun duet, especially the harmonies together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be my vote. Uh, my heart will go on. Oh, Ooh, very, very strong. Very good, very good. Um, I think a classic, uh, like, acapella chorus on Stand By Me with the frogs doing the, like, uh, <laughs> Oh, it's very good. It's yeah. very good answer. Yeah, yeah. Okay, anyone else with a question? Yes, over here in the fun jacket. Um, how do you Michaela? Oh, Michaela, Okay, so the thing that I wish was in the yeah. movies, it's in the books, not in the movies. Okay, cool. I mean, it's very obvious to say Charlie Weasley, like, but he's still not even that much. No, you know what? I'm very mad that they didn't make, they took out all the parts where Snape's a dick. Like, I very recently watched the eighth movie in prep for the episodes that are coming out in three days about it. But they do the Snape flashbacks and they take out all the parts where he's shitty. Yeah. So they just like very much build upon him being a good guy, which like is fine, but I feel like it, I don't know, ruins some of the complexity of him. You know what you can't do though? <laughs> like you can't take back the fact that Snape has just been pining over this woman for 30 years and is a weirdo. Yeah. yeah. Like, and like, get and over it. He was verbally abusive to like her son and all of his friends. But it's because you love them. No, <laughs> it's not what love is. <laughs> what about you guys? Peeps. Oh, I don't, yeah, peeps. peeps. Yeah. Have you no, seen Winky? The, oh, Winky's not in the movie. Winky's not this is your chance. It's been a very long time since I watched the movies. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen the, the concept art for Peeps though for the movies? No, because they did awesome. cast him, and they had it was a guy from Monty Python, but he was too oh. funny that none of the kids could keep a straight face. Oh. So they were just like, can't put this yeah, in. They're laughing too much. It's not going to work. That's what happened with me too. I was in the movies and okay. I was just too it's funny. funny. You uh, are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very good. It's unfortunate. Very funny at age seven. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone else with a question? Yes, right here in the glasses. My name's Ariadne. I'm also a Gryffindor. Hello. And I took Latin in high school. Very good. Glad we got a mention in. Nice. So if you were able to get programmed to watch the battle between Voldemort and Dumbledore in Order of the Phoenix okay. versus Deathly Hollow Snake versus Mikado, who would you choose? Oh my god! <laughs> How much time do we have? <laughs> oh, that is so hard. Those are the two best fights. Um, is it really that hard? Yes. The two best wizards of all time fighting, you would turn that down? But also McGonagall turning a cloud of smoke into knives and then throwing it at Snape. That is cool. That is cool. It's very cool. Yeah. Um, I did that chapter too. <laughs> I, yeah, I think I'm going to have to pick the Order of the Phoenix one just because it's the two best. And I just, I really need to see Dumbledore like full super chill, all nonverbal, just like pointing all over, like not looking stressed, Voldemort's looking stressed. It's like if you were able to see, you know, an NBA Finals game between, like it's Steph LeBron, like the 2015, it's like the two, you know, MVP. Mike, this also is so I'm sorry. <laughs> but like, it's one of those, when the two best are going at it, you have to do it. I feel like I would have to pick that one. Though I would love to see the McGonagall turn. It's for at the audience. It's like when Gandalf fights the White Wizard. <laughs> 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 For a better point of reference. <laughs> what about Thank you guys? You, that's you, for, me. <laughs> for those two fights, which would you attend? I mean, the, yeah, the uh, the big one. 
Yeah. <laughs> I also the fuck man. McGonagall. I don't. I don't want to. I'm mad at her right now because she <laughs> usurped Winky. Yes. <laughs> okay. 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 Yeah, I think I choose D- Dumbledore and Voldemort. Uh, but also, I would definitely pay for Mrs. Weasley versus Bellatrix. Oh, very good. Yeah, that's that. that's yeah. really good. That's yeah. really good. All right. Anyone else? Another question? Yes, right here. All right. Uh, Shannon from Griffin Claw. Cool. Nice. Hello, Shannon. And, uh, my question is, if you could resurrect one of the characters that died, but you had to switch them with the character that lived, is it Fred, Fred and George? <laughs> What's the difference? No, Fred. Now George tells better jokes. <laughs> Fred for Percy. Get uh, Percy out of there. Oh, wait, wait. Oh, so, so we're, one of the people has to die yes. at this? Oh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Fred for Percy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very easy. What were you thinking? Serious Black from McGonagall. <laughs> Whoa! What is this McGonagall slander? So petty. You took Winky away from me. <laughs> Dobby from Winky. How dare you? <laughs> oh, man. Okay, I think we have time for like one more. Yes, right here. My name is Taylor. I'm with Gryffindor. Hello, Taylor. If you could create your dream starting lineup for your basketball team. Okay. Wizards, yes. Who, who would you have for your... Uh, Okay. If you think he doesn't have like a fucking poster on his wall, it's like, <laughs> McGonagall, Hagrid in center position. I, I have I have answered this question a couple of times, but I'm gonna put a different spin on it so that it's different. I'm gonna put together my bad guy team. Because I like usually want stars. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Right. Perfect. Thank you so much. For a reference for the audience. <laughs> Thank you. I'll, I'll put together the Monstars lineup. I mean, obviously, you have to have Voldemort there, not only for his prowess, but for his theatrics. Because he would be. That guy cannot take a pick. I don't know. Like, <laughs> I feel like Voldemort is there for sure. I think you have to have um, Fender or Greyback for the intimidation factor. Especially if the other team has any child on it, because he's like, oh, sweet, a snack. (laughs) So I think he's in the mix. I think Bellatrix is there to be like the J.R. Smith unpredictable player, um, just because you don't know what's going to happen, but she could do some great stuff in there. What's she hiding in her hair? Who knows? (laughs) I think that happens for sure. I'm going to put Scabior in there just because his name is Scabior. Um, and I think he's really scrappy. I think he could get into the mission. He's the head snatcher guy. He's the leader of the snatchers. Uh, I think actually I want, I'm going to I'm going to go out and I'm going to actually say young Tom Riddle. Um, just so you have like like the smooth, like sweet talking kind of guy, and he could like persuade the ref to like not call fouls and stuff. Because like if you can trick Helena, Ra- <laughs> like age where he tricked Helena Ravenclaw into giving up the tiara. Like if you can trick that, you could be like, hey ref, I know Voldemort just fucking killed a guy, <laughs> <laughs> but like don't you think a technical foul is a bit much? <laughs> what if we just Call it a turnover. <laughs> Leave it at that. And Ref would be like, wow, he's so charming. <laughs> Say, that's my Monstars lineup. Do you guys have any basketball lineups you're going to put together? No. Or just five <laughs> five cool I, wizards? I, I think I put together like a, like a uh, women over the age of 45 league, you know? Okay, like, okay, good. Like good, you got good. McGonagall, uh-huh. Hooch, Madame Pomfrey, Trelawney, and Madame Pince. Just like... Figuring it out. What a roster. <laughs> I really enjoy it. Charlie be the worst best player <laughs> yeah, so of all, bad all time. But pretty good coach. <laughs> as long as she like, as she's like trying to draw plays, but then all of a sudden she's like, they're gonna try to shoot from the corner. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, okay, okay, okay. 
So she'd be like, good and very, you know, quick spurts. She'd be a very useful I'm going to make a whole team out of house elves. If that's okay. okay. Are there more than five in the series? Yes. Who? Not named. Yeah, okay, that's right. <laughs> so, I mean, so we've got, we've got Dobby, Winky, and Creature. Yep. And then two of the other ones that use knives on the ankles in and the battle. Yeah. Yes, yeah, maybe it's Adobe. Perfect. What a great, what a great roster. Thank you so much for the question. Thank all of you so much for coming out. Give everyone a round of applause. Eric Silverfield, Mail of Horse, all of multitude for putting this all together. Brandon and Lauren for being here. For, for Misha helping out in the booth. For all of everyone else in Multi that's helping out with merch sales and putting stuff up and organizing things while I make sure I had all of my silly details together. Thanks everyone so much for making it happen. Um, thank you all so much for coming out. We'll, we're gonna clean up really quickly here. We can meet out there, hang out there and stuff like that. Pictures, do whatever, merch and all of that. But until then. As they'd say in the wizarding world of Harry Potter before they give all of their love to Winky for being so drastically removed from our lives unfairly. Hey, if you're looking for new podcasts to listen to, look no further than Multitude. We have so many great shows. We have new shows from Meddling Adults, the new show that I launched this summer, to Next Stop, to our newest show, Exolore, to the fact that Horse has a new co-host. There's so many new, fun, and exciting things happening in Multitude. Join the party having a new season, Spirits having new types of episodes, everyone switching things up and keeping it fresh, and you can learn about all of the wonderful shows and listen to them now at Multitude.Productions. Potterless is created by Mick Schubert, it is hosted by Mick Schubert, it is edited by Mick Schubert, it is produced by Mick Schubert as well as Vicky Garcia, Christine, Aaron Johnson, Krauser, Lopu, Marchismo, Samantha Rose, Juan Sanfeliu, Rosemary, Dodge, Maria, Lisa C. Keen, Romina Rivadinier, Audra, Eleanor Curlin, Nikita Power, Rachel Guthrie, Zachary Pulido, Alex Consul, John Cocker, Noel Basile, Claire Spencer, Rory Collier, Veronica Bartova, Lada Bartova, Noah, Tracy Toya, Colleen, Jennifer Mark, Lou Justin Montero, Jacob Parrish, Maya Gray, Mark Body, Polly Burge, Zena Resnowski, Harlan Haskins, Noelia, Nikki Harris, Kine, Amanda Alford, Kafir Shaltiel, Sarah Shetter, Marta Morrison, Maya, Flor Sake, Georgia Davis, Sky Lily, Adele Ryan, Professor Threat, Ellie Haskovchova, Michael David Yordi, Kelly Otilio, Kerry Crumpler, Connie Bienkowski, Jen Went, Nedry OS, Will Huser, Marco Cepeda, Marie Rieger, Ashton Gabrielson, Brittany Gutierrez, Fail on the Meadows Family, Ginny from the Block, Heather Langeel, Kevin Stewart, Lori McDonald, Jarl Sviven, Peter. McGrath, Janin Rose, Dab, Callahan and Darius, Leah Reed, Melissa Rab, Bella Barlack, Melanie Demi, Becca Spry, Reese Dignan, Adam Graham, Joseph Torp, Lily's mom, Madison, Don't Call Me Nymphadora, Sabrina Balsiger, Sophia Loves Pigs, Farzan Sharabat, Melanie Zulhraif, Matt Barger, Okamahime, Bony Pony, Kelsey Gillespie, Rike Mangor Jensen, Taylor Payne, Megan Moon, Riley Kitas, Laurel Happy, Rossanne Batamana, Erica Butler, Miranda, Landon Schwausch, Kendra Hertz, Natanya Page, Yogan Shanley, Darcy Alexandra Harrison, Sandra Rose, Craig McRoberts, Leor Nachum, Demi Lynn, Michelle Spurgeon, Calista Delano, Jennifer Terzi, and Henrique Wolf, Jeremy Elmore, Delkis, Katrina Smith, Jericho Law, Casey Canales, Megan Stempen, Zat, Jack Skitzes, Sophia Lyon, Dane Nemcher, Kirsty, Robin Garcia, Chick Parm, Mermaid Enter, Daddykins, Alaria Vicentin, Lori, Gregory Hughes, The Real Stan Chung, Pike, Caw Caw, Mother Feathers, Nina Jazalik, Ribbon Monstrosity, Brittany Harper, Ashley Summers, Your Friendly Neighborhood, Ravenclaw, Gavin Miller, Jack Parr, Serenity, Allen, Emily Quinlan, Haley Hastings, Sabrina Casanova, Sean Allen, Jenny Browers, Laura, Mazel Tovhila, Eileen Gazesh, Annette Pipitone, Kirsten R. Cunningham, Hufflepuff alumni, Brett Clausen, Hunter Gordon, Mary Price, Artemis, Trans People or People, Steamed Nuggets, and Can't I Butter?
Web design by Kelly Schubert, and the music is by Bettina Kambamadas. If you want to find us on social media, you can at facebook.com slash potterless, twitter.com slash potterless pod, instagram.com slash potterless podcast, and reddit.com slash r slash potterless. For any and all information about the show, you can go to potterlesspodcast.com. Bonus content lives at patreon.com slash potterless, and merch lives at potterlesspodcast.com slash merch. If you want to tell someone about the show, you reach out directly saying, hey, I think you would like this show, or you just leave a rating and review online. Those really help. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, as they say in the wizarding world of Harry Potter, wizard on! Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.